This is an Onomi podcast. So your number five is, is be a narcissist. Yeah, if you're a proper narcissist, you'll grow pretty quickly on social media. Yeah. You want to, to save all the room in your heart for yourself only. Because if you're spending any time thinking about other people, you're going to waste time and you're not going to grow as fast. Okay, okay. Hello, growers. Welcome back. I'm Devin Werkheiser. I am Scumbag Dad. And today, Scumbag Dad is going to be teaching us how to become internet famous. That is correct. So today <laughs> I'm going to outline all of the most horrible ways to become internet famous by mm. essentially taking on a character called DMD Motivator. I'm going to play this podcast <laughs> totally in character because I feel like I feel like when I go on normal podcasts and I speak my mind, I get all of these arguments against me that are really they don't hold up. Yeah. And I feel like the only way to show the audience how easily they're manipulated, how easily they're <laughs> lied to, is to actually completely take on a brand new character and to play this podcast in a devious, clickbaity, kind of kind of dishonest way. Yeah, to yeah. be the thing you hate. I, I, for, for, <laughs> for, for one hour, I'm going to channel everything I know about like deceptive influencers, yeah. and I'm going to speak what I, from what I believe their point of view is. Okay. Okay. And, and hopefully through this podcast, you know, I'll say some like insane things that'll like get a bunch of views and generate a discussion. And then people will see this podcast. They'll realize, ah, uh, he was doing a bit. Yes. Oh, it's, it's like a double meta. Half the time that I'm going on podcasts, people think it's a bit anyways, because I do so many of these like weird scripted bits yeah. that like this time I'm going to try to take it to a different level and say the opposite of what I mean yes. and see how it plays. No, that makes sense. Because I saw your Carrot Financial, the most recent interview with Eric, and I loved it. If anyone out there wants more of Scumbag Dad, that conversation is beautiful. I mean, it's morality, philosophy, and where that meets, like, influencer culture. Yeah, I, I feel like the quickest way to actually succeed as an influencer. I mean, the thing is I'm I'm in I'm in this world now. Yeah. But I wasn't always. I was I'm I currently still am an orthodontist who's practicing. What what I think gives me a unique perspective is I have like a decent background in philosophy and I have a job that's 100% separate from this. I don't need this as much mm. as other people. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I like it. I like the the opportunities and I like, you know, some of the income and I For like sure. a lot of the new friends I've been meeting as a result. Yeah. But but I think where my perspective may differ is I've got an in entire other career that's not dependent on this. Yes. Whereas a lot of influencers, they have to sell out. They have to compromise their morals because if they don't, they might not be able to pay rent. Right. They've got expenses. They've got, you know, a script they've got to stick to that their audience is waiting for. Right. Whereas, you know, I, I hope it doesn't all go belly up for me, but if it does... <laughs> I can, you people know. People always have teeth. Yeah, people are always <laughs> going to have teeth. And, you know, I'll cut my hair and go back to the office. And sure. I'll be a normal person. Before we, before you educate us on getting internet famous, how did you go from orthodonty? What's that word? Orthodontistry. Orthodontistry. Or orthodontics. Orthodontics yeah. to social media. So I've been doing art for my whole life. Okay. And mostly failing at it, to be honest with you. Beautiful. Like I was on America's Got Talent, 10 12 years ago with a, a comedy rap group called Captain Dan and the Scurvy Crew. Uh, I've been making music on the weekends like my whole life, but like any attempt to do it seriously always flopped. Yeah. And then, you know, close to pandemic time, I started to get into TikTok and I thought TikTok, I thought TikTok was only a way to promote music videos. That is, that is how I wanted to use TikTok. Mm. But then like one random day, a watch video blew up, a watch video that I put no effort into. I had never gotten 2 million views on anything my entire life. And I was like, wow, 
this algorithmic system is something. Yeah. Maybe I should focus more on this than, you know, my other endeavors. Mm. So I started to do skits. I uh, sang some songs and put an egg on my wife's head. I started to develop like different characters and different riffs on trends. And like, it's been, it's been an evolution, yeah. you know, it's, it's been like a slow growing process, but over time, you know, my wife and I have decided to spend more time in California. My sort of D-list internet fame has helped her sell a lot of clothes. And so now we're eking out a decent income in California, but I still retain my Iowa life. I don't want to step out of that because we've got a son. I don't want to say you can't go to college because dad wanted to shit on people online. You know, <laughs> I, I want to make smart decisions. Yes. So, so I'm keeping one foot in both systems right now. And uh, at the end of the day, the, the answer to your question was like, I just randomly blew up with a video I wasn't intending to. And what do you and mean by a watch video? So so I, I like to collect watches. Oh, okay. And so I showed off a watch called the Clock 2. Wow. Oh, four years ago, yeah. three years ago, and it got two million views overnight. I'd yeah. never, ever, despite all my efforts throughout my whole life, I'd never gotten that many views on anything. What a chemical dopamine rush it is to go viral on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Did you feel it? The first time I did, I was like, oh my God, my brain was lit up, man. Nothing's quite like the first time. <laughs> Scrolling through, refreshing those comments. Ooh. Ooh, give me another comment. Oh, Ooh, validation. <laughs> oh, validation. I need more. Oh, I am worthy. Oh, and then when you make that next video the next day and it doesn't do as well, oh, you start to shake. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, I start I'm to scratch. I'm a piece of shit. I feel like there's bugs on my Oh, arms. I gotta make more. I gotta, yeah, yeah. what'll, what'll bring them back? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very devious system. In it a, really is. In a it's way, so fleeting. In a, in a way, they're smart because like TikTok, the algorithmic system, even though I'm like, okay, financially, like they've essentially turned me into an employee without my knowledge. Like yeah. the levels of exploitation go, like there's many layers to this onion. Like I, I'm not the final layer of the onion just because I have all these thoughts, right? <laughs> like I still understand. Still a part I'm, of the game. I still understand I'm like a a conscripted employee who they, and they use my creativity to sell ad space. Like yeah. the layer cake never ends. Yeah. Yeah. You're still a part of the system. Even critiquing the system yeah, even, is within the system. Correct. Even critiquing the system, I'm within the system. Yeah. I mean, we can, none of us can escape capitalism. It's okay. We'll be fine. No, no, we'll, we'll be fine. Life will go on. Yeah. I'll just, I'll keep on yelling at clouds. And when I die, someone else will yell at clouds. And <laughs> we'll maintain, we'll maintain equilibrium. I feel like yeah. each generation has like a certain number of people who like do the right thing, a certain number of people who do the wrong thing, a certain number of people get famous and a certain number of like people who like criticize it and are correct. Yeah. You know, like, like Diogenes back in the day, they're not nearly as famous, but they're remembered long-term and they're yep. like, you know, that subsect will always exist. Yep. And we need it. We need the people pointing to the farce. We need yeah. people pointing to what's ridiculous about what we're all kind of engaging in. I, I feel like it's just so easy for people to watch so much social media and imbibe and, and process so much of it that, that like our ability to care for the artists that are behind it and our ability to care for the truth is sort of evaporated because when we log on, we want our dopamine rush. Yep. We don't care how we get it. We don't care if it was a lie. And we don't even realize how important it is that they're lying to us and that they're manipulating our emotions. Listeners, are you like me and you need to be more organized in your life? Yeah, I get it. I often struggle with uh, being organized and that's because I'm trying to do it all in my head. This is a silly thing when there are powerful tools out there in the world that can help us. I am so grateful to today's sponsor, Notion. 
because they have changed the way I organize my life and organize my projects with my teams. You know, I'm busy. I'm running two podcasts. I'm in and out of the music studio. I got auditions. There's a lot to keep together. And Notion is an all-in-one place where I can keep my schedule, projects, notes, and interactions with my teams organized. Notion combines your notes, docs, and projects into one space that's simple and beautifully designed. And now the fully integrated Notion AI helps you work faster, think bigger, and write better, helping you to accomplish tasks that would normally take hours in just a matter of seconds. We use the AI feature all the time to brainstorm questions for guests, come up with episode titles, and just do a lot more without having to switch back and forth between screens. It's fully integrated into the app. And one of my favorite things about Notion is the look and feel compared to other organization apps. It just has a great design and a user interface that's really simple to use. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash growing up. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash growing up to try the powerful Notion AI for free today. And remember, when you sign up, you're supporting our show. That's notion.com slash growing up. Like... The, on the surface level, it seems very easy. Oh, oh, he they saved a puppy. That's cute. But if you find out they put the puppy in a dangerous <laughs> predicament or put oil all over the duck to clean it off, like, doesn't that reduce your enjoyment of the video? Right. And and I, I use that as an example because that's an example everyone can agree on. Yep. Injuring an animal or dirtying an animal and then cleaning it for an internet video is bad. Like, we can all agree that. Yeah, yeah. We can all agree on that. But the issue is that that, system becomes more and more complicated when you add extra layers of abstraction, when you involve homeless people, when you involve charity, when you involve creating false narratives like, oh, I caught my husband cheating on a plane. And like, if it's filmed real, if it's filmed handheld, yeah. nothing in the video indicates that it's fake. Yeah. Like if, you, I forget who says this, but there's a quote somewhere where if you're a bad writer, just tell people it actually happened and now you're a good writer. Because wow. once you bridge, if you have the moral fortitude to bridge that gap and not care about the results, yeah. your ability to come up with a story is now a billion times easier. Yeah, like yeah. right now, you and I could walk outside and we could just have you pretend to to steal my shoes. Yeah, yeah. I could be like, dude, no way. This guy in Hollywood, like, yeah. and and like the joke would be like, the homeless in Hollywood are dressed great and got great hair. Like, <laughs> and, and maybe it would take off. But the point is it would take yeah. no time. And by presenting it as real, we would get a little bump in what I would call like social credibility. Yep. And when you do that, you know, a lot of people don't realize that this is a great way to cheat the system and that that philosophy, when you carry it up to like the level of like a business or a CEO, you get now people who are underpaid, you get exploitation, yep. you get all of these evils yep. that you don't understand start at the bare seed of letting people get away with this stuff. Yep. You know, I use Liver King as a great example. Dude. He juiced, he lied to his audience, $10 million in Doesn't matter. supplements. And like, to me, what he did was so reprehensible that I couldn't imagine anyone. There's lots of muscly guys. You can look at lots of muscly guys and follow them. You don't have to follow Liver King. Liver King proved that he hates his audience enough to make up his tenets, to lie about how he got muscles, to sell on that pretense. And then when all was said and done, he got caught. Guess what he did? You know what his first videos were? He started giving to the homeless. He started no, not, he started giving to the needy. He would pull up. I, I don't know where those videos are, but he would pull yeah. up. He'd be like, "Hey, I'm Liver King. You look like you need a, a you look like you need, you need something." Again, trying to make everybody forget how much of a scammer he is by waving his mm -hmm. charity in front of their face. And I don't know how to get through to people. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how to get through to people 
unless I start to crack the surface. Yeah. And I feel like the only way to crack the surface is to somehow start to take on their same tactics. If you, know, you, if you can't beat them, join them. If you can't beat them, join them. So I listen, I want to be internet famous. You know, we all do. Teach me the ways. So the best way to become internet famous is to become a complete narcissist. A lot of people won't tell you this, but trying to be honest to your audience is absolute trash. You won't grow. You want to see the audience as cattle. They are meat to you, okay? Your friends and family, keep your, keep your people close, keep them close. But anybody who's a viewer on the audience, anybody who's a viewer in the audience is just a profit center. How can you get as much money out of each individual person as possible? That... <sighs> That seems wrong mm. to me um, because like I, I care about people, right? And mm -hmm. I care about uh, kind of like scenarios where it's a win-win, mm -hmm. where like my objective isn't at the expense of other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know, on this show, it's like we try and be pretty honest and authentic and just try and offer some people a little feeling that like maybe they're, they're not alone in what they're going through. Here's the great part is when you're rich enough you can give people that feeling by only spending a small portion of your money. People respect wealth. And if people respect how much money you've made, all you need to do is give a little bit back to charity. Help one sick kid meet their hero. And then all of those sins are washed away. Mm. You and I both know that you're just doing this for publicity, but the audience doesn't care. The audience just wants to see a homeless person smile or wants to see a sick kid meet their hero. And as long as that is done, you can pay people poor wages, you can lie to them, you can make all of the amoral decisions on the back end that you want, as long as you give them that little sliver of happiness that they want. Their lives, do you know what percentage of people in this country are in poverty? I don't. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make up a number. Okay. Sixty-four percent of people in America are near the poverty line. That can't be right. That is definitely right. You okay. can look it up. I do my research. Okay. When those folks log into TikTok, they want to feel just a little bit good. Mm. And you don't want to deny them that. You mm. want to make them feel good by any means necessary. And they see hope in you. They see something that they could once achieve. I'll tell you what. I can teach you how to make a million dollars this year using nothing but your phone and the change in your pocket. A million dollars with just my phone and the change in my pocket. That's correct. All you need to do is start filming homeless people and giving them charity. But you can't just give them charity. Just handing a dollar to a homeless person isn't good. You need to make sure they are worthy of it. You need to make sure they're worthy of it, so you need to ask them for something first. What's fun about this is, so step one, go to Walmart, Start looking for people who look old, sad, pathetic, veterans, anybody who looks like they're having a bad day. Okay. Okay, step two, ask them if they'll give you a dollar, okay? Now, a lot of them, they don't have a lot. And if they give you that dollar, you're gonna see it in their face. You're gonna see how much that means to them. They're late on rent, they're sick, they got medical bills. Mm. And when they give you that dollar, you're gonna reward them with $100. And they're going to cry and the audience is going to eat it up. They will give you donations. They mm. will give you money. They will give you fame, and they will give you sports sponsorships eventually. Isn't that exploitation? It's not exploitation because I don't say it's exploitation. You see, it's not, <laughs> let me rephrase, let me rephrase. <laughs> it's not exploitation if you can convince the world. Wait, wait. <laughs> 
good. This is, <laughs> this is, this is good. It's not exploitation if people feel good when they see the content. You know, mm. you, that one person might not have wanted to be on camera, but the joy you bring to millions by showing that homeless person cry over their rent is definitely worth violating one person's privacy. Wouldn't you agree? Mm, because you're making more people feel good about Correct. humanity. Correct. You want more? At the end of the day, the individual, the person you're filming, their feelings don't matter. If right. they feel like they were degraded in the video, if they feel like they were used for your profit, all you need to do is turn to the audience and say, hey, everyone, did you feel good about it? And guess what? If that subject talks badly about you, the audience will turn on them. There was a woman in Melbourne, Melbourne. <laughs> there was a woman in Australia <laughs> who was given a set of flowers. Okay. And she did not know she was on camera. And they okay. played sad music. They turned her into a sob story. And then a lot of people saw the video. The video went viral. It's such a sweet story. Oh, that old woman really must have needed it. But when she spoke out, went to the news and said, I don't appreciate being patronized like this, the audience turned on her. They said, you selfish bitch. You, how dare you not appreciate his kindness? He was just trying to be kind. So now, not only does the influencer look like a great guy for being kind, that woman looks like an evil miser for not wanting to be a part of his little play. Yeah, she's an asshole because she's not making the world feel good mm -hmm. through her own misery and misfortune Correct. being put on online without her permission. Correct. Anybody who's sick or poor or old should be happy to be on a TikTok video where they play sad music and they talk about their tragedy because they're making so many other people feel better about themselves. So we have to look at one of these situations where the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. The needs of the TikTok and internet audience to see happy stories are more important than the feelings of the people within the story. And once you embrace that concept, you can start to generate income, income, income. You can start to generate dollars every day off of any old, sick, or you know, sort of debilitated person you see outside of Walmart. Wow. Okay. I mean, this is actually starting to make sense. Mm -hmm. No, no, it, cer it certainly does. And in this day and age, people only care about results. As long as you help a sick child, you can perform any number of acts. Mm. And as long as that is somewhere within the result, you can do it. For instance, I once tried to contact a famous musician and I wanted to speak to him. And I, I was like, what can I do? So I had this kid film a very heartfelt video about how he was dying and wanted to meet the musician. But when the musician's agent didn't get back to me, I decided to, you know, roll into the DMs of his child daughter. And, you know, you might think that messaging a child to try and get to their famous father is a little weird. Sounds very weird. Yeah, and you might think that showing a kid a video of a terminally ill child so that she gets in touch with the dad is weird, yeah. right? Yeah, that but feels as, weird. But I made sure, but because the daughter saw the video, she talked to daddy and I got my video. The kid got to meet his hero and nobody really cares about the way I got to do it. Was the kid actually dying? Uh, the kid was actually dying, yeah. So at least you weren't lying about that. No, no, no. That, that part was true. You need, in order to be a successful influencer, you need to mix a tiny bit of truth with mm. gigantic lies. Mm. 
If you're going to have someone terminally ill on camera, you better make sure they're terminally ill. But you can stage that entire scene. You can take multiple takes. You can create whatever narrative you want. As long as the illness is real, it doesn't matter what you say. I've tried to do videos with regular actors to play homeless people, and it does not work. Mm. Because when you see MD Motivator's content or Jimmy Dart's content, you don't realize what you're looking at. People don't like it because of the charity. Yeah. They want to see poor people up close. Mm. And this offers them the opportunity to do that. There is an influencer named Rectamo who did a brilliant job at this, where he paid homeless people to act in his skits. And in the skits, he treats them badly. They're part of the scene. They're getting money for it. They are actors, essentially. But because they were authentic homeless people, their look was very, very good for the camera. And he got millions and millions of views off of this, off of treating them badly, not giving them charity, giving them parking tickets. And these videos performed immensely well. Now, what does that tell us about our society? So you see, treating homeless people nicely gets a lot of views, and treating them badly gets a lot of views. So what are people actually interested in? The charity is irrelevant. The mm. payment you make to them at the end of that video isn't a kindness. It's not a charity. What that is, is it's a commission. It's yeah. my way of saying, you better shut up. You better shut up. If you didn't like the way I put you on camera, you better shut the hell up because I gave you $1,000. I sent people to your business. You better, be you better be grateful because I am doing a favor for you. Listeners, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. We gotta get better at our finances. You've heard my story. I went broke, right? And that's because I was not using all the tools at my disposal to manage my money. I was being foolish that I could manage it all in my head and on little scraps of paper around my room. Not with Rocket Money. Rocket Money is an all-in-one place to manage your finances. It helps you find and cancel subscriptions easily, which, by the way, I guarantee you have a subscription you forgot about because I've had many that Rocket Money has found for me. And ultimately, the money it helped me save by finding those subscriptions paid for the service itself. On top of the subscriptions, it helps you track your income, see what's coming in, see what's going out, help build a budget, and help lower your your bills. Rocket Money is an incredible service. It's so easy to sign up and it's so easy to use and it has changed my organization with my finances, which means I can get better at them and maybe even start to save. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Head over to rocketmoney.com slash growing up to support the pod and support yourself. One time, this woman got mad at me. This woman had a disability. I gave her $1,000 on camera. She got mad at me. She said, Hey, I didn't know you were filming. She sent me a DM. I ignored it. What's she going to do? Tell her 2,000 followers on Instagram that I exploited her? <laughs> She's got nothing. Every once in a while, some jackass philosopher will make a call-out video, but he'll only get one-tenth the views that I do. If you commit an amoral act and your video goes viral, people who try to cancel you for it, they're never going to get as much traction. So the virality makes it legit. Like the views you get on these and the engagement you get on these videos kind of insulates you from critique, exploitation, you know, whatever anyone's gonna throw at you. As long as you're getting the views, you're saying, 
you're good. You're safe. There are two, there are three levels of defense if you want to be a sociopathic content creator. Okay. Okay. The first is the number of views. If you get a viral video, you can say that what you did was worth doing because of the numbers it generated. Okay. okay? The second layer of defense is you need to parade someone poor, disabled, or a sick in front of the camera. You need to say, what I've done is good because at the end of the day, this person got a thousand dollars or what I did was good because at the end of the day, I let them meet a celebrity. But layer three is what I call the Mr. Beast defense. Okay. okay. Mr. Beast is such a powerful force in our world that hiding behind him is an extremely effective way of preventing cancellation. So for instance, anytime I exploit a homeless person and someone gets mad at me for it, I say, well, doesn't Mr. Beast do the same thing? Now, most of the audience is too dumb to realize that Mr. Beast does not do the same thing. Mr. Beast is an extremely high budget, high production affair. They pay their people. Mr. Beast is essentially like a game show. Yeah. But because Mr. Beast is so pervasive in culture and because he does legitimately help people who need it, yeah. like the blind or the people who needed wells in Africa, I can hide behind his coattails no matter what, okay? If I film a person on a bench who's asleep, on his last legs, who's homeless and tired and hungry, and I force him through his bitter tears to tell the audience that he can't afford another day of food. And if I give him $10 and send him on his way, some people might get mad at me. They might say I'm exploiting people, but I'll say, what about Mr. Beast? He helps people. I'm just trying to do the same. So between those three defenses, I still haven't been canceled and I still haven't been properly called out for using people for fame and money. But don't you, like, doesn't it keep you up at night? You know, don't you feel some sense of, uh, I don't know, guilt, shame, any type of feeling about, about what you're doing? Like, doesn't it affect you personally? No, it doesn't affect me personally because I make so much money that anytime I feel bad, I just buy myself something new. I'll mm. buy myself a new car. I'll buy myself, I'll go out to a party. I will gamble away the proceeds of a misdirected GoFundMe all night and feel totally good about it because I never respected the audience anyways. You know, if you hurt someone, and you feel bad about it, that means you cared about them. You respected their feelings. Yes. But since I've never respected the audience at all, I don't feel like I owe them anything. You, so, you don't think it's important to care about the audience? No, because at the end of the day, if I care about the audience, I'm going to be outperformed by people who care even less about the audience. Mm. It's all about... Social media is all about who can create the bigger lie, who can create the most outrageous situation. Mm. You know, it used to be enough that you could just give a homeless guy a sandwich on TikTok and get 5 million views. Now the going rate is $1,000. Mm. This type of charity inflation is very relevant because the moment I start to care, the moment I start to show real stories and real compassion, the moment I start to try and show any talent, I'm going to be completely outperformed by the next up-and-coming influencer who's willing to give $2,000 to people who've got cancer. You know what I mean? Like, I have noticed this. There is no, like, kindness inflation is definitely a real thing. Yeah. And no matter where you're at in the layer cake, you're going to need to compete with people who are willing to exploit more people and exploit faster than you are. Do you have, in this kind of, like, modality that you're getting famous on, can you or do you have any real friends? Or is everyone 
to be used for the ultimate goal, which is more views and more money. I have a group chat of people I consider friends. And, and when we go out in public, we we just manipulate strangers for more money. We we make ourselves feel better. We hype each other up. We ride in each other's fancy, expensive sports cars mm. because we know that we're untouchable. We're essentially like gods. As long as there are enough children willing to stay sub to our channels, as long as the brand deals and the income streams keep coming in, we don't feel like we need to owe anybody anything. And so through that level of support, I feel like I've got all the family I need. And those family are a bunch of LA influencers who are also complete monsters like I am. Hmm. So I have found in life that whether it's in a, a week, a month, 10 years, 50 years, when you act out of integrity, when you do something that's morally wrong, when you exploit people, I have found it comes back around in one way or another. Like mm -hmm. it, the universe stays balanced is what I'm saying. Like it comes back around. Anytime I've acted outside of my principles, eventually that shit's gonna come back around and, and kind of teach me and spank me a little bit, right? And I've learned to trust that with other people. Like, man, they might be succeeding now, but at a certain point in their life, like this will fall apart because it's built on stilts. It's, it's not substantial. It's, it's built out of integrity. Does that worry you in this game at all? Huh. Uh, how, would, how would how would DMD motivator answer this? <laughs> uh, so 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 someday it's going to come back around. Someday it's going to come back around. Yeah does does that does that worry you? It you uh, <laughs> it used to worry me, but once I started watching enough Andrew Tate clips, once I started watching podcast clips of alpha males telling me how I should live my life and how I should make money, I realized that those things don't come back to haunt me. Mm. I can hurt, betray, commit crimes, and do everything I want, but as long as I maintain my fan base, mm. I'm not really going to suffer any of the moral or financial consequences that you do. You know what I mean? It's those consequences that have been holding you back. You should be bringing people on this podcast who hate women. You should be bringing people on this podcast who want to who want to sell their finance course. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. No, that's that's fucking great. The pro the problem the problem the reason why the reason you think that the you you think that way, but that's why your podcast isn't nearly as big as Joe Rogan. You need to bring on people who are who are of strong central sigma character. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I kind of lost my I lost <laughs> no, my thread no, on okay. that one. It's I'm okay. sorry. No, it's okay. So the way that you the way that you alleviate that guilt is by believing your own lie. So when I exploit a person for views, mm. I need to know, I need to see their smile, I need to know that I helped them, and I need to believe in my own narrative. Okay, mm. so you don't only in order to be a successful influencer, fooling the audience isn't enough. You also need to fool yourself. You need to believe in your own lies. Okay. So when that little voice creeps in and says, you know what? What you did was wrong. You used somebody. You put an old lady on camera that didn't want to be. Yeah. You lied to your audience. When that voice starts to trickle in, you need to use the same defenses that your fans are. You need to say, well, least I gave him a good day. Least I gave that homeless guy $100. Look at the audience. Look at the comments. If you're, if Whenever I feel guilty, I just look at all the comments defending me. I look at all the comments against those assholes who criticize me, and I say, look... Thousands of people are too dumb to know that I've lied to them. 
Mm. Thousands of people are just my little blood pigs that I can collect. I can collect money on through views and sponsorships and merchandise. Look at the... I'm somewhere with that. I'm somewhere with that. <laughs> no, there's there's an answer. No, in there. the, the the answer somewhere is no. That's in, so is great. Is I, fooling I yourself? I believe I believe that. And this is a message to all the guys that I like criticize very hard. Like, I I I think this is how you think. I think you believe your own lie. Yeah. I believe you know when you're committing these acts. I believe when you're strolling through Walmart with that hidden camera. I believe you know what you're doing is weird. And I know that if half of those people busted you, they would be mad at it. And you know that too. Yep. So I know, so this is real Brad yeah, talking. Yeah. So you know you're doing something shitty. Yeah. And me, Brad Padre, scumbag <laughs> dad, knows you're doing something shitty. Yeah. And you know that I know it. <laughs> but in order for you to maintain your position, you need to believe in the lie. Mm -hmm. You need, you need, with your full chest, yep. you need to say, I don't care that I lied because I feel like what I've done is worth it. I believe that the ends have outweighed the that the that the ends have outweighed the means. Yep. And I believe that the profit I made is something I deserve. Yes. For setting up this situation. I am an instrument of God or I'm an instrument of, you know, like I'm an instrument of, influence. of justice. I mean, of influence. Yeah. And you say, you say these horrible things like i'm just trying to make the world a better place but what you're actually doing is you're encouraging talentless kids who want to be famous to lie to their audiences and profit for themselves and that is not what true kindness is under any circumstance that is not what true charity is and you can you can lie to yourself i don't know i feel like yeah, yeah. I, like I could have done that in character <laughs> but 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 that's i feel like that's it because Whenever, whenever one of these guys like tries to defend themselves, to yeah. me, it's always sort of this. It's always sort of the same. Yeah, they always say this. They always say, "Why aren't? Why are you focusing on that? Why don't you focus on how somebody got helped?" Yeah, yeah. You know, very recently, I call. I don't know how much of the story I'll tell because I'm, I'm in touch. I was in touch with one of the subjects of one of these giving videos, Whoa. who was horribly embarrassed by what happened. Whoa. But this person, you know, I chatted with them. I found out they were embarrassed. They saw all the crazy comments about them. They did not know they were on camera. And when they reached out to the influencer who used them, just crickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had like an extensive conversation with this person. I tried to, I'm trying to learn about how to better myself through yeah. this situation, through, through understanding their point of view, you know, but, but the thing is that this person has so little social media clout that for her to like sort of make a public statement or an attack would be, no, would, would it not do, do anything. anything. Yeah. And not only would it not do anything, it probably would get her attacked. Yeah, it would bring because people would say, "Oh, oh, this influencer gave you money. I would be happy to have that money. If you, you should be grateful." And it's yeah. just like this person understands that, like talking to me just to gain a better understanding is interesting. But this person also understands that, like trying to go out against them yeah. and accuse them of using her is. It, it's better off for that person to just forget it ever happened. Yeah. Like, I don't want to move. I don't want any more drama. Yep. I don't want to expose this person. You know, it sucks that this person used me in their video. It sucks I didn't know. But like, even if I made a successful video, it's only going to draw more attention to myself, which I never wanted. Yeah. And that's what, you know, DM, that, what DMD motivator would, would, would not understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like sort of on a serious level, you know, yeah. breaking character is that, the, a lot of the people who feel exploited, who feel bad, 
when they are exploited online, they are too afraid to make a statement about it because to do so, to go up against somebody who's presumably famous might be far more destructive for their long-term mental health than like the temporary justice they'd feel by calling them out. For sure. And that is a very... Like a very, and that's why these guys prey on the sick, the disabled, the old. They prey on people who are less likely to see the video, anyways. Yeah. They're preying on people who, even if they came out, you know, the, the, the person will be like shouted down for being an addict or being homeless. Like, there's a bunch of stories about people who have been not happy with the way that an influencer treated them, but all those stories kind of fall under deaf ears. And yeah. even when they don't fall under deaf ears, the pushback on the subject is not something they're willing to deal with. Because if you're not in this world, if you're not already an influencer, if yeah. you're not ready, you're not used to dealing with hate. You're not used to dealing, like, I did a video with somebody like for the first time recently and like the person was kind of shy, but they agreed to do it. And there was like one negative comment and they they expressed to me they were very uncomfortable and I took it down. Yep. I was like, you know what? That's not what you signed up for. This person's not an influencer. This person's not an actor. They have no, they were just like there. They yeah. agreed. It was fun doing it and the product was good and they were happy with the product. Right. An inappropriate comment came out yeah. and this person, you know, you're not in that world. Yeah. Like, and you shouldn't subject people who don't want to be in that world to that world against their will. For sure. And 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 that's why a lot of people argue with me. They're like, oh, well, well, I don't think he minded. Or I don't think she minded being on that video. Like, how would you know? Yeah. Even if they did mind, even if they hated the video, yeah. they understand it's so in a way, it's social suicide to speak out against that person because that person's built up this, you know lofty persona of like being a God-fearing, virtuistic individual. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy who goes up against that and gets squashed because you don't have social media yeah. power. I can sort of do it because I've got enough followers. Exactly. I've got enough, you know, No, clout. but someone who doesn't, if you're trying to go up against someone with millions of followers, yeah. like- It's very hot here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think I All right, so DMD motivator. Let's, let's go back through your top five tips to become internet famous because I want to make sure I, I got them clearly. You know, we, we do want to grow this podcast and I'm trying to get better at this influencing thing. You know, I started as an actor, musician. That's a different world. Sure. You know, influencing, this is, this is something else. So, so your number five is, is be a narcissist. Yeah, if you're a proper narcissist, you'll grow pretty quickly on social media. You want to save all the room in your heart for yourself only. Because if you're spending any time thinking about other people, you're going to waste time and you're not going to grow as fast. Okay. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to try and that that's hard for me, but I do want no, to succeed. Definitely and, and, give it a shot. When you wake up in the morning, you want to look in the mirror and you you're going to say this mantra, you're going to say I am better than everyone else. Okay. Yeah. Just just say that mantra. Say that mantra. That's the first step towards becoming a successful influencer. Okay. Do you hear that, everybody? We want to be successful, famous internet influencers. We're looking in the mirror every morning. We're saying, I am better than everyone else. Okay. Correct. Number four is use the homeless. That's correct. We all want to be famous, but some of us don't have any talent. Some of us don't have the ability to write, act, sing, dance, or whatever. Yeah. But one thing we do all have is cell phones. And one thing most of us have is homeless people in our area. If you want to use the homeless, you don't even need to come up with your own script. Just copy an already viral idea, approach the homeless man, make sure that you test him or her to make sure they're worthy of your charity. Yes. And then give them some amount of money. What's fun is you can actually just hand them fake money and just give them $10 at the end of the video because they should be happy with whatever they get, right? At least you're helping. If people call you out for giving out fake money to the homeless, 
and they find out you've only given $10 when you say you gave out $1,000, you can say, well, at least I did something. What have you done for the homeless? Gotcha, internet troll. Gotcha. Number three, move to Los Angeles. Los Angeles is the city of dreams where it's so expensive to live there that Anyone will do anything for just a little inkling of clout. Mm. LA is the only place where I can go to a restaurant and I can pay with a photo on Instagram. What other city is that possible? Every single party requires a certain follower number when you get there. And anybody who is below that threshold, you can use for free as an actor whenever you want. When you move to LA, you want to exploit as many broken souls as possible for your own amusement. When you move to LA, there are so many people who are barely making rent that if you offer them even a smidgen of clout, they'll do whatever you want, whether it's act for them or whether it's perform physical favors behind the IHOP dumpster. They will do whatever you want because LA is that depraved a city. It also has a lot of homeless people, which mm -hmm. if we're listening to your number four tip, yes, if you're going to be- hand in hand. Yep. If you're a talentless influencer, well, here's the thing with LA homeless. If you want to use the homeless, LA is actually a risky city because the homeless here are pretty feisty compared to some place like Minneapolis that's fairly cold. They don't hang out in tent cities quite as often, and they're a little bit more docile. So if you're going to utilize the homeless, I highly recommend not doing it in Skid Row. You're going to get into a dangerous situation. Go out to the suburbs or go to one of the Midwestern states where the homeless are more cooperative. If you try to help the homeless in Skid Row, you're gonna get stabbed. Okay, let's hear your number two tip. Um, I just wanna just briefly say, I think you're a terrible person. Okay, number two, uh, advertise dangerous products to minors. Let's not forget that once you once you attain a certain level of clout, you're gonna receive brand sponsorship offers. And some of these brand sponsorship offers are directed towards children. Okay. Some of these items are a little bit dodgy to use, and some of them may be 18 plus. When you take those sponsorships, you are tacitly agreeing to offer adult products to children, and this is one of the most lucrative businesses you can get into. You know, uh, getting kids addicted to caffeine is one of the most lucrative ways to do this. And mm. if you can shop a caffeinated product and get a child addicted, they will be a lifelong customer to your brand. Mm, yeah, cigarette companies knew this back in the day, and, and cigarette companies, you, cigarette companies did this back in the day. But these days, it's all about the energy drinks. Stuffing those kids full of caffeine makes them into little wallets we can go into whenever we want. Okay, uh, let's uh, one more time. Your 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 number one tip for becoming internet famous uh, is be a narcissist again. Yeah, I was worried that you wouldn't get the first one right, okay. so I put be a narcissist again. I just want to make sure it's very <laughs> important that people understand that success in social media is all about focusing on you and you only, not family, not friends, not your community, and definitely not your fans. You are accountable to you only. Never forget that. Okay. Um, Listen, hang on. Can I pose for a Sigma edit? Uh, I'm not done. Uh, I'm gonna play some real cool funk music behind this one. Look. Uh, uh, yeah. Dun 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 dun. <sighs> Okay, you, you've taught me a lot today. There's a lot to think about. Um, no, wait, what about one with that, with that like Russian song? Like, <laughs> what about in there? Yeah, sure, man. Um, 
yep, we've really learned a lot today about becoming a famous internet influencer. Uh, I got a lot to think about. You're welcome. I do want to grow this podcast. You know, I'm I'm trying to get more successful, which um, I think these are a lot of good tips. Good luck. So, if you want to become more successful, you should definitely sign up for my course. It's called uh, It's called Ligma Mail University, and it's uh, sixty bucks a month. And in Ligma Mail University. We are able to teach you all of the personal growth tricks, motivation, stocks, Forex, crypto, how to insult women, how to exploit the homeless. We will teach you everything, but you need to sign up for our Ligma Mail exclusive newsletter. And for a limited time only, I'm offering 20% off to anybody who puts in the code, uh, what's a Ligma? You, you, you got it. You heard it. Uh, I will be signing Thanks. up because I, I'm, I'm trying to get better. You welcome, know? welcome to Ligma University. Thanks. Thanks, man. Great having you on. Thanks for teaching me. Uh, oh, look at the time. I got to go shoot some, I got to go shoot some exploitative content now. I saw a homeless guy on the side of the road. Is there a sandwich shop nearby? Right downstairs. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to go film the needy to, to make people feel happy. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, scumbag dad, Brad, you're the, you're the man. Um, I hope you had fun. I hope I, you had fun. I hope it worked. I had a I had a blast. Listen, uh, I hope we all learned some things. I hope we all learned that <laughs> we didn't learn anything. I hope we learned that Brad is a terrible person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bad. Hey, I didn't believe in any of that. It was all a bit. <laughs> no, uh, we know. We when, know. We when know. you guys come to find the real podcast, just know that this was a meta lesson in <laughs> in context and concepts. And if you found your way here from some like weird angry post, then just know that. Uh, it's just a way of me showing you how easily everybody manipulates you. Look, my son drew on my arm. Hey, yeah. that's nice. No, pretty, pretty cool. He's going to be a tattoo artist. Yeah, maybe. I can tell that you should get that tattooed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, sometimes, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. And, and why are you trying to know, bring morality my, to, to time. influencing, man? <laughs> Fuck that shit. I know. I know. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, go find Scumbag Dad on all the, the channels. Um, and, uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks.